0: Okay, hello everyone, so in this second episode I will discuss about digestion of food. The process of digestion is accomplished by mechanical and chemical processes. The buccal cavity performs two major functions, mastication of food and facilitation of swallowing. The teeth and the tongue with the help of saliva masticate and mix up the food thoroughly. Mucus in saliva helps in lubricating and adhering the masticated food particles into a bolus. The bolus is then conveyed into the pharynx and then into the esophagus by swallowing or deglutation. The bolus further passes down through the esophagus by successive waves of muscular contractions called peristalsis. The gastroesophageal spinster controls the passage of food into the stomach. The saliva secreted into the oral cavity contains electrolytes like Na+, K+, Cl- and bicarbonate or you can call it HCO-3 ions. and Enzymes Salivary amylase and lysozyme are also contained in saliva. The chemical process of digestion is initiated in the oral cavity by the hydrolytic action of the carbohydrate-spilting enzyme, the salivary amylase. About 30% of starch is hydrolyzed here by this enzyme under optimum pH of 6.8 into a disaccharide maltose. Lysozyme present in saliva acts as an antibacterial agent that prevents infections. Starch is converted into maltose in the presence of salivary amylase under the pH 6.8, which is the slightly acidic pH. The mucosa of stomach has gastric glands. Gastric glands have three major types of cells. First is mucous neck cells, which secrete mucus. Second is peptic or chief cells, which secrete the proenzyme pepsinogen. And the third is the parietal or oxyntic cells, which secret HCl and intri- intrinsic factor. This intrinsic factor is the factor which is essential for absorption of vitamin B12. The stomach stores the food for 4 to 5 hours. The food mixes thoroughly with the acidic gastric juice of the stomach by the churning movements of its muscular wall and is called the chyme or you can uh, pronounce it as chyme the proenzyme pepsinogen on exposure to hydrochloric acid gets converted into the active enzyme pepsin the proteolytic enzyme of this of the stomach is the pepsin Pepsin converts proteins into proteoses and peptones, which are known as peptides. The mucus and bicarbonates present in the gastric juice play an important role in lubrication and protection of the mucosal epithelium from excoriation by the highly concentrated hydrochloric acid. Here, excoriation means destroy or you can say uh, devastated. Its spelling is E-X-C-O-R-I-A-T-I-O-N. HCL provides the acidic pH 1.8 optimal for pepsins. Renin is a proteolytic enzyme found in gastric juice of infants which helps in the digestion of milk proteins. Small amounts of lipases are also secreted by gastric glands. Various types of movements are generated by the muscularis layer of the small intestine. These movements help in a thorough mixing up of the food with various secretions in the intestine and thereby facilitate digestion. The bile pancreatic juice and the intestinal juice are the secretions released into the small intestine. Pancreatic juice and bile are released through the hepatopancreatic duct. The pancreatic juice contains inactive enzymes like trypsinogen, chymotrypsinogen, procarbo amy- amylase, lipases, and nucleases. Trypsinogen is activated by an enzyme enterokinase. This enterokinase enzyme is secreted by the intestinal mucosa into active trypsin, which in turn activates the other enzymes in the pancreatic juice. The bile released into the duodenum contains bile pigments like bilirubin and biliverdin, bile salts, cholesterol, phospholipids, but it contains zero enzymes, or you can say it doesn't contain any enzymes. Bile helps in emulsification of fats, that is, breaking down of fats into very small missiles. Bile also activates lipases. The intestinal mucosal epithelium has goblet cells which secrete mucus. The secretions of the brush border cells of the mucosa, along with the secretions of the goblet cells, constitute the intestinal juice or succus entericus. This juice contains a variety of enzymes like disaccharides, example maltase, dipeptidases, lipases nucleosidases etc. The mucus along with the bicarbonates from the pancreas protects the intestinal mucosa from acid as well as provide an alkaline medium. This alkaline medium is of pH 7.8 and this medium is suitable for enzymatic activities in the small intestine. Submucosal glands like Brunner's, Brunner's gland also help in the digestion proteins proteoses, and peptons these are partially hydrolyzed proteins in the chyme reaching the intestine are acted upon by the proteolytic enzymes of pancreatic juice so the proteolytic enzyme of pancreatic juice like trypsin chymotrypsin and carboxypeptides they act on proteins, peptones, and proteoses uh, to break them into dipeptides, and the pancreatic enzyme-like amylase act in the carbohydrates present in the chyme to convert into disaccharides. So we can say that the polysaccharides or the starch are converted into disaccharides in the presence of amylase. Fats are broken down by lipases present in the pancreatic juice with the help of bile into di- and monoglycerides. So we can say fats are converted into diglycerides, which again are converted into monoglycerides in the presence of pancreatic enzyme like lipases. These lipases are activated by bile. This uh, this sentence I have told you earlier. Nucleases in the pancreatic juice acts on nucleic acids to form nucleotides and nucleosides. So nucleic acids in the presence of nucleases gets converted into nucleotides which again gets converted into nucleosides. The enzymes in the circus antricus act on the end products of the above reactions to form the respective simple absorbable forms these final steps in digestion occur very close to the mucosal epithelial cells of the intestine so the dipeptidases earlier uh, we have learned uh, earlier we we had talked about trypsin chymotrypsin or carboxypeptidase uh, which are present in pancreatic enzyme to convert into dipeptides these dipeptides are acted upon by intestinal juice or enzyme which is dipeptidases into uh, amino acids. So dipeptide dipeptidases. These are then uh, this is the enzyme present in small intestine which acts on dipeptides and these dipeptides gets converted into amino acids. Similarly maltase in the, is the small intestine enzyme which acts on maltose to convert in, it into glucose plus galactose. Then our third enzyme is lactase, which acts on lactose to convert it into glucose plus galactose. Then our fourth small intestine juice is sucrose, uh, sucrose which acts on sucrose to con- uh, to convert it into glucose and frac- uh, fructose. Then our fifth enzyme is nucleotidases, earlier we studied about nucleases in, an- in the pancreatic juice. Now in succocentricus uh, there are two types of um, enzymes, first is nucleotidases, second is nucleosidases, nucleotidases acts on nucleotides to convert it into nucleosides and nucleosidases acts on nucleo- nucleosides to convert it into sugar plus bases. And finally and the last enzyme is lipases, this lipases acts on dye and monoglycerides to convert it into fatty acids plus glycerol. The breakdown of biomacromolecules mentioned uh, as I have mentioned it, uh, before two seconds occur in the duodenum region of the small intestine. The simple substances thus formed are absorbed in the jejunum and ileum regions of the small intestine. These regions are highly cold parts. The undigested and unabsorbed substances are passed onto the large intestine. So we can say that no significant digestive activity occurs in large intestine. So what are the functions of large intestine? Yes, you can guess it, the functions of large intestine are absorption of some water, minerals and certain drugs and the secretion of mucus which helps in adhering the waste or you can call it the undigested particles together and lubricating it for an easy passage, the undigested Unabsorbed substances are called faeces. These faeces enters the uh, enters into the cecum of the large intestine through the ileocecal valve which prevents the backflow of the faecal matter. It is temporarily stored in the rectum till defecation. The activities of the gastrointestinal tract are under neural and hormonal control for proper coordination of different parts. The sight, smell or the presence of food in the oral cavity can stimulate the secretion of saliva. Gastric and intestinal secretions are also also similarly stimulated by neural signals. The muscular activities of different parts of the alimentary canal can also be moderated by neural mechanisms both local and through CNS. Hormonal control of the secretion of digestive juices is carried out by local hormones which are, which is produced by the gastric and intestinal mucosa. So, I hope this could be easily understand uh, understood by all of you. In case you have any query related to these episodes or to human physiology, then I will try to solve it and you can comment me. If you have any query or you if you have liked the episodes or if you have enjoyed the episodes and if you want any change then you can also contact uh, through this uh, anchor and try to be responsive and i want to make the session uh, interactive so you can uh, give your reviews thank you and bye bye